This is the College Investor Audio Show. Hello and welcome. We are so honored that you chose to listen to this podcast today as we talk about something very, very important. Do you need life insurance depending on your age? I don't know. Let's take a look. We're going to dive into life insurance 101 basically today. But first, just want to remind you to go ahead and hit subscribe to this podcast so you can get updated frequently. We are always updating this podcast with new content. You can always check out thecollegeinvestor.com, too, if you want to dive into deeper to any topics we discuss ever on our podcasts. We got tons of information for you right at thecollegeinvestor.com. You can also follow us or like us all over social media. We're pretty much everywhere you are. Just search for The College Investor and you'll find us. Before we get to today's show, I wanted to share a quick reminder that being financially organized is one of the biggest factors in building wealth. Want to be a millionaire? It's not going to happen if you're not organized with your money. So how can you get organized? Well, our favorite app is Empower. It's free, allows you to connect your banks and brokers, and it gives you daily income and expense updates. Ready to try it out? You can sign up at thecollegeinvestor.com slash empowermoney. All right, let's get to it. So life insurance, a little bit of a misnomer for how morbid the topic can be, but stay with me, we know. You may be at the age where you've never had to consider life insurance, or maybe you've thought about it a whole lot, but have been too overwhelmed by the choices, industry jargon, and potential costs to where and know where to get started. So let me just say this. You're not alone. Life insurance is actually a legally binding contract between the insurance policy holder, which would be you, and the insurer, the insurance company. Like any legally binding document, it can be completely confusing to understand what you're actually signing up for. So in the simplest terms possible, I'm going to break down the concept of life insurance and the role it can play for you and your life, and potentially the life of your loved ones. So, if you're currently wondering why you're even listening to this because life insurance doesn't apply to you, you might want to reconsider. As it turns out, life insurance is a good move for everyone, from your single friends to your wealthy neighbors. So, let's go ahead and start with the basics. Life Insurance 101. I feel like I need a chalkboard. A life insurance policy sets the terms of an agreement that your insurance company will pay a sum of money to anyone listed as your beneficiary in the event of your death. In exchange for that eventual payout, you pay the insurer a monthly premium for the duration of your lifetime. I know, sounds like a lot, but the gist is this. You pay the insurer now to insure a payout later. So as a result, you get peace of mind now and your loved ones receive financial support later. Where it gets complicated, though, is in choosing the type of life insurance you actually want estimating how much you need, and generally gathering all the information required to apply. So let's take a look at those types of life insurance. As with most things available for purchase in life, you do have some options. As such, enrolling in life insurance starts by answering these two questions. Number one, how much protection do I need? And two, how much protection can I afford? So from here, you're going to want or you'll know whether you need temporary or term or permanent coverage. So term coverage is designed for short-term use. You select the term, which is usually 10 or 20 years, when you enroll in the policy. And you'll be given the choice to renew your contract on an annual basis 
once that term has ended. There are some options for term life insurance, a convertible term life insurance, which allows the policyholder to convert a term policy to permanent coverage, or renewable term life, which sets a quote for the year the policy is purchased, your premium increases annually, making this the least expensive term insurance option at the outset, or even a decreasing term life insurance, which is coverage that decreases over the life of the policy at a predetermined rate. Conversely, permanent life insurance is in place for the lifetime of the policyholder, unless, of course, you just stop making payments. <laughs> Generally, permanent life insurance is more expensive than term. However, you know, it's permanent, offers a cash value component, and includes more ways to protect family finances in the long run. And we do have some options for permanent life insurance, such as whole life insurance. This is the simplest form of permanent life insurance. This policy is guaranteed to remain in effect for the lifetime of the insured and accumulate some cash value growth. And then there's universal life insurance. It has the benefits of whole life, plus the flexibility to change your death benefit and even adjust your monthly premiums. Indexed universal life insurance. Oh, now we're getting complicated. It offers a cash value component along with a death benefit while also allowing money in the cash value account to earn interest by tracking an equity index. This may actually offer greater returns while also being more risk-averse or even a variable universal life insurance. Like universal life insurance, plus the ability to invest the cash value in a variety of separate accounts similar to mutual funds, this might even produce the greatest returns. Yeah, but it's also the riskier option. Now, let's move on to take a look at the factors that influence your life insurance needs. So you're probably aware that life insurance companies base their insurance premiums almost entirely on your age. However, there are some other factors that come into play, like your gender, weight, medical history, family health history, and whether you use tobacco products. But your premium is also influenced by the policy type you choose and how much coverage you want. We even have a chart that breaks down the cost based on age and gender, which you can take a look at at thecollegeinvestor.com right inside this article. And that generally, the older you are, the higher your premium is going to be, simply just because you pose greater risk to the insurer of having to pay death benefits to your beneficiaries more quickly. But fortunately, there are an array of affordable options that can meet your needs at any age. Let's take a look at those life insurance needs by age. No two life insurance policies are alike because, you know, we're humans and we're all unique based on who we are and what's going on in our lives at the time. So how do you know what you do need? And what should you consider even if you don't think you need it? Here are some things to consider based on your age group. Let's take a look at 20s and 30s. Generally speaking, the younger you are when you purchase life insurance, the less expensive it's going to be. This is because you qualify for lower premiums at a younger age. And while you may also be saddled with car payments, student loans, and other consumer debt, Putting off life insurance can have a similar financial impact down the road as delaying saving for retirement. What if I'm single, you may ask? That's a great question. But having life insurance can still help protect your loved ones from financial burdens, like, you know, your student loans brought on by your death. Even if you aren't partnered up, 
Family members, charities, or even business partners could benefit from your financial support in the event of your death. The next question you might be asking is, what if I already have some life insurance through my employer? Okay, yeah, group life insurance is typically offered at little or even no cost to employees. It's often referred to as basic life insurance. Coverage is automatically available to you, regardless of your health history, but amounts are typically capped at a low level, which is like one or two times your yearly pay. I had a life insurance policy for my, my first company I ever worked for. It was $25,000. Not a whole lot. It was even less than a year's salary, so I had to get more. There's no reason really not to sign up for that group coverage, but I do recommend having a supplemental life insurance policy. It's just, just because employer coverage doesn't typically provide the same amount of coverage for your dependents or your loved ones, and your coverage is entirely linked to your place of work. So if you leave work, you leave the policy behind. Middle-aged, okay, we're talking 40s and 50s here. As you age, you'll likely accumulate additional assets that you either owe money on or you want to secure in your personal or family estate. You may also start to develop various health problems that will raise the cost of your life insurance premium. Basically, you'll have more to protect, and you should reevaluate your coverage as your lifestyle and family dynamics change. But what if I don't have any dependents? It might seem silly to take out a life insurance policy with a death benefit if no one is around to receive the money after you pass. Well, the thing is, most people end up with someone in their life who they want to support in the event of their death. And even if you don't have dependents, you might have aging parents who could use the financial support to cover their care if you aren't around. Don't wait until someone depends on you to actually purchase life insurance. What if I'm independently wealthy? Oh yeah, well, congratulations. If you're wealthy, you should be especially interested in life insurance, actually, as a way to pass your wealth on. And depending on your policy, it can be used as an additional investing tool. Plus, tax laws do favor life insurance. Policyholders with estates of up to $13.61 million, individual more for married couples, by the way, in 2024 are actually exempt from estate taxes when leaving this amount to a beneficiary. Congrats for sure. Jeez. All right, now let's take a look at seniors, 60s and up. If you don't have life insurance by this phase of life, you should definitely consider talking to someone about your options. Depending on your age and health, you might find some fewer options, and you'll almost certainly incur higher premiums, hence the benefit of starting early. But if your main concern is covering the cost of a funeral or memorial, then you may only need a final expense policy. Designed just for older policyholders, this type of policy doesn't require a medical exam with an application. But what if I'm retired? A lot of changes in retirement, for sure. If you had group coverage through your work, that's gone, either on or shortly after the date you retired. If you have supplemental coverage, you'll want to consider either extending your term policy or even converting it to a permanent policy to cover your expenses after you pass. And then what if I have a pension? Okay, so federal pension law requires that private pension plans continue to provide a pension to a former employee's surviving spouse if the employee earned a benefit. However, there are some situations where you're, when your spouse or other dependent is unable to receive pension after your death. Because life insurance is meant to cover lost income, go ahead and check that fine print. 
Get your magnifying glass out for your pension benefits and consider a supplemental life insurance policy just to cover any gaps in your retirement income. All right, let's take a look at the takeaway and then we'll wrap up for today. There are a lot of benefits to having a life insurance policy for sure. That's well balanced between what you need and, of course, what you can afford. Ultimately, how well do you want your loved ones cared for when you're gone? The only situation in which you might not need life insurance is if you have zero plans to ever have dependents, children or a partner, or obtain a mortgage, and your estate can be settled with the assets in your name at your death. But still, unless you've unlocked some hidden talent, yeah, no one can really see the future. Why not prepare now in the event that something changes down the road? So as you're shopping for life insurance, keep these tips in mind to optimize your coverage. Enroll early. Know your life insurance needs. Pick a policy with 10 to 12 times your annual income. Get insured for at least 15 to 20 years. Determine your beneficiary or beneficiaries. Research the insurance provider and then reevaluate your policy annually and especially after major life events. If you need help getting started, though, you can check out our recommendations for the best online life insurance companies. Then run through a bunch of cost calculators, too, we have set up for you. And of course, happy insurance hunting! You can find all of these resources and a whole lot more at thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks so much for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.